0: Joining us today, the lead writer of The Playlist, Christian Spurrier, and director-creator Per Olaf Sorensen. All six episodes are now streaming on Netflix. Gentlemen, thanks you for the time. It's great to see you both.
1: Good to be here. Thank you, sir. Thank
0: you. Parolf, um, we generally like to start uh, discussions about uh, shows going back to the origin, and you guys started working on this really before the pandemic. And I'm wondering, what got you interested? Where was the company's trajectory at that time? What made it um, interesting enough to go into such a deep project?
1: Well, I think we were asked doing this, um, uh, I think it was fall 2019 or something. And um, uh, when you're asked to do a, a story about Spotify, it's kind of like being asked to do a story about Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So someone had to say yes, and we said yes. And then we dig into it, but it was a lot of work. It uh, it take, uh, took a, lo- a lot of research, and um, we spent uh, nearly two years, I think, in doing research before we kind of went to the uh, uh, final script and started shooting.
0: And, and, and Christian, and for you as well, at what point did you uh, get involved in the effort, and was um, was the sense that this was going to be a truly disruptive, not just company, but technology? Was that already, you think, embedded into the psyche regarding Spotify at the time?
2: Yes, I think so. I mean, I got involved because uh, I've worked with Perilab before, we've collaborated on a couple of projects and it went well. And when Perilab mentioned this to me, I was really excited and keen to get involved. I mean, from both our points of view, like a lot of people, we are music obsessives and use the platform, use the app all the time. But we both realized very quickly that Spotify had become embedded in people's daily lives. It had become, for a lot of people, their go-to way of enjoying music. But had anyone ever told the story of how music suddenly stopped being this physical thing that you hold and go to a shop and buy and just become something that appears magically on your phone, we realized no one had really dug into that. And, um and so we were sort of fascinated to go back, have a look at that story, find out what really happened. And then as you suggest, the pandemic happened, the profile of 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 um websites apps like Spotify rose. Uh, and and the debates around Spotify also seemed to intensify. So it was very timely and and a fascinating time to be doing this.
0: It's a great point. Um, The idea that the the foundation, the very nature of music ownership changed uh, Peroloff. And it obviously happened with the cooperation um, and input of dozens of characters. And I guess that sort of gets to the conversation around the show, and that involves subjectivity, right? And some of the interesting creative methods you use to tell the story going back and sort of the soft nature of what actually happened, what's true, who did what who's responsible for what? can you talk about how you came to that?
1: Yeah you know every time you do you know uh, stories based on real people we have this you know this conversation uh, how close should it be to reality uh, what is the truth actually um, <laughs> And when and I did the research we uh, we found also that the you know the people involved in these series is of course all still alive. They had uh, different narratives. They have kind of made their own stories, or they remember differently. And uh, so, after Chris and I worked with for nearly a year, we threw it away and we started all over again with six different point of views, based on focus, based on that the people we have researched, you know, the story from had different narratives. And that kind of also made a huge freedom for us to to make it also visually different because the characters we're portraying had different energies and different focus so it was kind of like uh, it took a year actually in writing before we realized you we were writing in the wrong direction.
0: Oh, that's interesting and as lead writer Christian I know you co-mingle uh, characters for example musicians into uh, um, characters that represent many real life characters I guess that's because um, it ha- Spotify can only exist with the help of literally what, thousands, tens of thousands, millions of musicians. Uh, Can you just talk about what that process is like? Absolutely, I mean,
2: we felt, uh, looking at the material that we created, as Parolev said after a year, that we really liked what we produced, but it was a little bit too similar to some of the tech stories we were already seeing. They're very creator focused. They're always about this enigmatic guy at the center, how tormented he is you know and a people have already seen that story and b we didn't feel it reflected the the story of spotify not only was spotify much more collaborative than that but as you say it was this meeting of two totally different industries tech and music and we knew right from the beginning that we had to bring the music into it it had to be integral but it was going to be complex how we 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 told it you know Uh, is Spotify um, a tech business or a music business? It's a question that even Spotify sometimes, you know, struggles to to answer. Well, now it's obviously much more than that. It's an audio uh, business. And so that was another thing that really drove us towards creating these really distinct and particular points of view, because when it came to the musicians, we really wanted their voices to be heard. We're full of admiration for everything the Spotify guy has achieved. And it is an amazing, amazing achievement but we, feel, we also felt that the musicians were an integral part of their story and they had to have their say.
0: Hmm. Perloff, do you think is Ek, I mean, and Daniel Ek's been coming on our air before the company uh, even had its, uh, when it went public and I think the direct listing, uh, and we sort of saw his ambition, but I wonder, is he, does he fit that mold of the classic either tech hero or tech villain or tech anti-hero where it really does all come down to him?
1: Yeah, I think in many ways he does actually. I, uh, he's still in the company. And he's, it's still his huge baby. It's uh, it's kind of based on his energy and focus on his vision. So yeah, I really do think that he is uh, he he is that guy. Uh, I also have to admit that we probably portray him a little harder in the series than he is alive uh, for real. Uh, most people say that he's a really sweet guy, and that is perhaps not the way we portray him, but. Uh, it's also seen through other people's characters' eyes in this uh, this series. So, uh, yeah, kind of close sometimes, I hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just thinking, Christian, to your earlier point, all the sort of business stories told um, creatively, um, uh, Uber, for example, and Travis Kalanick, mm. obviously Steve Jobs, um, you can go on, Zuckerberg's had his treatment. Uh, and so I, I guess the challenge was to find a different way to do uh, what others have done in the telling of other corporate sagas, which, by the way, is another interesting question. What is it about creating a business and disrupting a technology that just is naturally narrative?
2: Well, I think Perelav and I, in our discussions from early on, we identified this talent that we felt Eck had, which it must be integral I think to so many successful entrepreneurs but that isn't discussed that much or isn't explored that much dramatically which is to be an amazing spotter of talent he seemed to have a real gift for finding the right guy and empowering that person and and really allowing them to sort of run with an idea and that seemed to be a huge strength of Spotify and so we were, we were very interested in that and we're both part of what is a very collaborative medium you know film tv it's it's never the work of just one single individual it's always that synthesis between one person's vision and a lot of other talents and so i think it came naturally to us to kind of approach uh the story of spotify that way as well so for us what's well what's to answer your question what's what's narrative about it i guess it's the tension between where an entrepreneur a visionary thinks he's going to end up and where he actually does end up if there's a theme that undercuts the whole show for me it's that change is never quite what you expect for each of the characters for uh for ek for the music industry for the artists spotify brings massive change but it's not what they expect and when people have to face what they don't expect there's always a great story
0: that is that's fascinating, and Perolov. I guess you could extend it to a, a leader, a truly uh, disruptive uh, visionary, is constantly being told you can't do that, and you have they have to find it somewhere within themselves to ignore it or look past it or overcome it, and that's natural. That's natural. At least it's episodic conflict, right? Does that make sense?
1: Yes, uh, totally. And I also think it's uh, important to 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 realize that these years, you know, we are talking about between 2004 and 2008, had a lot of these people in it. You know, we found Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and and, and uh, Spotify and, and many other apps that we now use combined with the, the smartphone. It just changes our world completely. It changes our, our living rooms, uh, the way to, to move around. We don't have cameras anymore. We don't read books anymore. We don't have cities anymore, you know, so it's we don't have maps anymore. It's uh, <laughs> these this, this years between 2004 and 2008 were packed with people knowing what tech could be and what it could lead to in the future. And uh, now a lot of them are world famous and have a lot of money.
0: Indeed, we, we talk about that all the time. I'd love to get your um, your overall industry thoughts about streaming. Uh, it's an area, a technology business model um, transition that we talk about all the time, um, Christian. And I, as uh, you could talk about it specifically to Netflix or more in general. But I wonder where you think we are in sort of that distribution, whether it's truly getting rethought, whether some of these companies can lose money entirely or even what, it, what it's like pitching to a streamer now versus a traditional broadcaster in the past.
2: Well, it's a situation that's evolving so much all the time, it's hard to say one specific thing uh, uh, about it. Um, I think what's interesting to me is that Daniel Ek is still at the helm of his company, and he will have a vision uh, for what the future's gonna bring and how to manage it. And I would never bet against Daniel Ek, um being right, because, he has anticipated, or at least um very successfully navigated almost all the big trends of the last uh fifteen, fifteen years. And um, and that's what's been at the heart of his company and his 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 success. I think um in terms of the Spotify Netflix comparisons, there are so many differences um in the nitty-gritty of the business models that I think it's almost in possible to compare them. And of course, though I've written about Spotify, I've never worked for Spotify, so I wouldn't know exactly what to say there. But I feel that what you're going to see in the next five years is a combination of incredible change, but with some of these visionaries still right at the heart of it and still working out how to keep their vision right at the center of what we're experiencing, what we're consuming and how we consume it.
0: Hmm. That's well said. I mean, the difference between a founder who found something and leaves versus one who stays in and is able to control uh, the trajectory of the business over time. Speaking of the next five years, um, I know The Times has written about uh, one of the episodes in which you do actually look to the future and envision uh, a moment for the company parole off. Can you talk about how you made that creative leap? Because that's a big step that we don't often see.
1: No, and uh, I actually talked with one of the persons involved with with Spotify yesterday and just checked the numbers that we have in that episode if the market share uh, could be real. And he told me it's already passed. So we're a little too late already. (laughs) So by trying to look into the future and say how big market share, you know, Spotify will have in the streaming market in the world, we set a number uh, a year ago and that number is already passed. So the future is already here. Um, I, I think it's extremely interesting that it goes so fast. I think it's, I think it's extremely interesting that we try to figure out what's happening in three years, and it's already happened in one. Uh, so I, uh, the speed of this is 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 vast. But I also have to say one more thing, and that is that the, I think the discussion the next years so on Twitter, Facebook this already started, of course, and Spotify and other channels is power. You know, if you can reach that many people. Uh, on your platform what can be used to you, know, you can say that Spotify is kind of harmless it's just music but Twitter is not harmless Facebook is not harmless and you know? also it's it's a big discussion to take
0: uh, that's, a, that's actually a great point I'm thinking too A time not long ago where spotify found itself in the middle of a political conversation regarding certainly its podcast business and joe rogan and misinformation or at least election information political information is that something you get to in this particular arc or is it one you could you might get to in the future season two so there so christian there's some writing material for you there
2: absolutely there's always great there's always fantastic Uh, material. And um, I think Perolav and I both uh, had brief periods of time or longer periods of time in Perolav's case where we worked as journalists. And and I think that side of what we do, the fact that you could be a little bit journalistic, a little bit speculative, a little bit investigative is really fascinating to us. I always wanted to think, where is this business going to be in four or five years time? And in terms of that final episode, we felt the very first stirrings of that conversation was happening. And so, it was, you know, important and interesting for us to think, what would happen if this, if this really, you know, is the future? If this is where Daniel Ek finds himself in five years, five years time, answering some very tough questions, you know, um, in a legislative environment. And I'll be fascinated to see if that's what happens.
0: Finally, um, in terms of uh, Netflix, you know, we talk about them, Perulov, as being masters at creating content that is universal in terms of. Uh, consumption, easily consumable all around the globe and helps them um, manage their costs because they can amortize it by country uh, over and over and over again. And Spotify, to me, feels like a truly international story. I wonder whether or not you think this hits biggest in the United States or in Europe or somewhere else.
1: I think it will be uh, pretty even, probably. I think it's um, this uh, the playlist, our series is, you uh, know, uh, it kind of hits to a specific audience, I think. And I think that is uh, globally, probably the same people. Uh, I think it will have, have yours in, in US and in, in Europe and in Asia and everywhere, actually. And um, I will get new numbers now next week, so no more then, but uh, <laughs> it has a good spot, so we'll see, yeah.
0: Well, our congrats on, on season one, certainly, and we look forward to a lot more. Um, we hope you'll come back and talk uh, more certainly about the company and about streaming and, uh, and television and streaming in general, but it's great to have you guys. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you very Thank much.
0: You. Uh, that's a lead writer of The Playlist, Christian Spurrier and director-creator for Olaf Sorensen. As we said earlier, all six episodes of The Playlist are now streaming on Netflix.